Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Andrew with you once again. And today, very excited to be dialing in Susan Liu and Nithin Jilla from Orange County, California. They are the founders of the team of JKL Tea House, which is they are the publishers of R is for Rice, which is a really cool book that I found through their sticker sheet in the Sticker Giant Factory. And I was very excited that they were willing to join us uh, to chat about their venture. So thank you both. Thank you for having having us. us. So part of the joy of my life is finding awesome designs and cool businesses. That's what stickers on the the mic is all about. Um, And I was taken by this sheet, uh, R is for Rice companion stickers. You can't really see it in the light, but that's okay. Um, This is an audio production. so I, I immediately I said, I need to know more about this. So I went on the website, of course, like I always do. And I just really love your branding and your mission. And I wanted to just open the floor to the both of you we can bounce back and forth. But, you know, this venture has been going on from what I can understand a little over two years, two and a half years. So you probably learned a lot of cool things. And um, but you have a book out, R is for Rice. So what is that? It's on your background there and it's prominent. So, what, you know, let's dive right into the book and then we'll talk about the business. Sure. I think I'll start. This is Susan. Um, R is for Rice is a delicious journey through the alphabet of Asian American foods. Um, And so it's designed for, it's a book really for uh, kids and their parents um, whose kids are uh, in the ABC book age. And so that could be, you know, infants who are being read to all the way through early readers to, you know, six, seven years old who can read themselves. Um, and so, you know, it's a, it's an ABC book, much in the style of a lot of ABC books that we all grew up with, except that when we all grew up, there weren't any ABC books that featured or centered Asian Americans. And that was our goal uh in creating this book that's awesome um and obviously needed uh so nithin you know uh going off what what susan was saying there you know trying to bring more representation to it what is then jklt house is sort of like a brand for the both of you like on top of ours for us obviously we'll, we'll keep talking more about the content and development of that but um jklt house what you know walk us through starting this sort of brand Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking. So we started JKLT House. It's actually the initials and the last names of all three of us co-authors and founders of JKLT House. I'm, you know, Jilla, uh, Joanna Kong, who's not able to be here today is Kong. And then Susan is Lou, Um, you know, and, and being Asian American too, we were trying to think of a name that we'd all resonate with. And for us, We've had a lot of meetings and we're all big lovers of tea and, you know, tea is something that traditionally just through historical times has brought people together around ideas and great conversation. And we thought, you know, how cool would it be to represent that in a name? So JKL Tea House for us started that way as a name and and it's a company that we we self-published, Ours for Rice, which is our first children's book through through it. Um, Our mission at JKL Tea House, I think it's 
you know, it's to really inspire uh, Asian and, and bring more awareness about Asian American culture and impact of Asian American communities here in American life, right? And that's that's really that we want to embrace those kind of values. Um, I'd love for Susan to talk a little bit about the specific origin story for each of us and, you know, why it's personal, you know, why API issues are personal for us too. If Susan, maybe you want to talk a little bit about how we came together. Sure. Um, so we all came together originally um, on a different project that was that is called uh, Asian American Futures, and it's a philanthropic organization based in Orange County that um, tries to, we have the goal of ensuring a robust future for Asian Americans. And um, we, a bunch of friends and friends of friends came together in 2018. And we, um, we decided, you know, we looked around, we looked around to see who was out there representing you know, Asian Americans as a whole, as a unified um, community um, and advocating for Asian Americans on the philanthropic um, stage. And we didn't see uh, anything at the time. And so we thought um, Orange County being the third largest metropolitan area in terms of Asian Americans. Yeah, yeah. We thought this was a great... Uh, place to do that. So we started doing that. And in the process of creating this philanthropic organization, we all really um, buckled down on our education about Asian American representation in all sorts of areas, whether it was like government politics or media, education, um, and philanthropy. And um, media really came up um, as when I looked at media, like I really saw that there was a lack of representation of Asian Americans in children's books. And what little there was, was mostly centered on one ethnicity or one immigrant group. So there were actually quite a few books about Chinese Americans and um, a lot of books about Japanese Americans. And there were become, you were starting to see more books about Filipino Americans, um, Korean Americans, um, Indian Americans, and so on. But um, part of our mission at Asian American Futures was to, is to advocate for Asian Americans as a whole, because generally speaking, policy-wise and um, marketing-wise, we're all lumped together, like in business and policy and things like that. So um, we thought, you know what, there's room, there's a need and there's space for media, especially in children's uh, literature, for books and media that represent a unified pan-Asian American identity. Right. And um, it's interesting you say that because, you know, as, as you're, when you're developing content like that, right, like, and you're, you focus on your audience, you've figured all those things out. Those are like the strategic moving parts. But then like, and, and there's some noble things there too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can have some fun, right? And then you like yeah. come up with the book and the concept and it's like bright and it's big. And I'm a typography nerd, especially people who listen to the show all the time. No. So like, I just love like, even just on the, the, the sticker sheet, like that 
style of font, but then, you know, what, what you've got in the book. So, you know, so from this beautiful, um, 30,000 more serious view. it's a yeah. more serious mission yeah yeah so like let's just like go back zoom down and like i want to talk about like y'all coming up with like the pages and working with your illustrator and and being able to like now deliver on the promise of all that right like those are all awesome things and now you're and and but then you're like kind of can do the creative part so i'd like to also uh, uncover a little bit of how like the pages came together and and you selected the the various because it's relatively straightforward right you say it's an alphabet book but feels like there's more than that. Oh, it took a, <laughs> a lot. There's a lot. Do you want yeah. to start talking about it, Nathan? Yeah. Like our process of our list and all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we we went from identifying that this is something we wanted to do to, we said, well, first phase is research, right? We have to research and make sure that we cover all of our bases from a depth level and a breadth level across all Asian American, um, you know, identities and regions and try to be as inclusive as possible. So we made this giant spreadsheet of all the types of foods that we that we researched and knew. And, you know, we went from initially our hypothesis was, oh, this should be like pretty straightforward, right? A to Z, we can find something. Um, and it would be limiting is kind of what we thought. And then we did it and we realized, oh my gosh, the alphabet's not enough. Like there's not enough letters to be actually fully inclusive because there is so much Asian American influence and Asian American types of foods in our daily culture here, right? Um, so our narrowing down process after research, we had to kind of really think about it. And, and Susan had made a good point that we should really think about foods that are not only representative of Asia, but also have an influence in the American life, right? <clears throat> it's foods that have been popularized that are part of our culture here that we grew up with maybe not knowing what they are and especially as a way to bring awareness. So that was kind of the lens through which we narrowed down was let's try to be as inclusive as possible across regions, but also really make sure that we pick the Asian American foods for each letter that are representative of culture and representative of things that we see in Asian America here now. Right. Um, and that was kind of the process in terms of picking and choosing, um, the the actual foods themselves and the pages um and then in terms of design you know we were looking at different styles and we knew we wanted it to be fun right we, we knew we wanted it to be pop out and visual we're all very like visual communicators and visual people and um and we were kind of looking at different design styles and we came across and got introduced to a designer through a friend of mine uh, in the Bay Area, uh, Christine, who is uh, ended up illustrating our book. Um, she had her own little kind of uh, matcha sticker design and, you know, matcha product business. And we reached out to her and said, hey, would this be something of interest? And, you know, lo and behold, she shared with us that one of her goals and dreams was to help illustrate a children's book and um, talk about alignment, just being there in terms of you know, her passion was to do something around illustrating for an Asian American type of cause. And right. here we were with and that food. idea and food. I was about to right? say, like, like that we're still like, maybe it's because it's lunchtime, but like, <laughs> like the food part of it for me is awesome. And it's, it's a range, like you said, right? I mean, like from, from boba to banh mi, like there's like, that's like a big, in a way, like scope of you got drinks and you got food and you've got artifacts that are part of it. You know, like the C page on the website where promo like chopstick, but it's also curry. Like there's just like, yes, we think of design like constraint as this beautiful tool to like help 
produce something. And then you see how those boundaries are, are then, you know, how do you just push against them a little bit so you can get everything you want into that book? Cause right. your designer too has to like, think really economically too, to, to convey the simplicity of this sort of the cadence of A, B, C, D, you mm-hmm. know? So anyway, I, all those things speak to me quite a bit, I think, which is kind of fun about it. Yep. Uh, and you know, one of the things that we, we always talked about is like, we, we grew up saying like bees for banana, right? But how cool would it be if now we could say bees for bibimbap, bento, and banh mi, right? And C is for chopsticks and steamy curry. And so we tried to be as fun as possible with it. And one of the things that we did, and um, you know, Susan helped us kind of put it all together uh, with her writing background and everything was actually transform all the words in the book into sort of a rhyme. So it's actually the lyrical nature of it. That that's like the exactly. hardest part, the cadence. Exactly. Yeah. So that was something I think that was unique as well for the book is bringing in that piece where, you know, parents and folks can read in a, in a lyrical and, and a fun way and experience the food. Yeah. I mean, I have three little kids, you know, so well, not a little anymore, but <laughs> the books and we're, we're filtering out a lot of the littler ones too, for younger ages and even the cardboard style things. And so it's sad to see those go, but especially if they can go to somebody and they're, I don't know, there's so much beautiful things about reading. I love to read. Um, so actually you made a cool point, which was one of my questions to spiral off from this is how you're talking about how, you know, Susan did some copy editing and everyone brings different skills. Um, you, you talked a little bit about meeting the the group of three, so to speak, but then how does, how do you all wear those hats within the organization, uh, you know, as it stands to, you know, how do you all play off each other, I guess, you know, to create that way? Well, at, you know, it actually came very, in my opinion, Nithin might not agree. I think it all came very um, organically because we all have, um, pretty well-defined skill sets. Mm. And um, Nithin has a tech background, computer background, right. and entrepreneurialism. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an education. A, <laughs> an education. Well, right. Yeah, and, no, these all play, play a role. And Joanna is um, an attorney mm. uh, professionally uh, by education and practice. And so, um, and she happened to be um, a I think it's corporate attorney. It's like she helped, she happened to know how to incorporate companies because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. she had done it, you know, hundreds of times for other people. And I like all come- of the day's work that, that like the framework, <laughs> part, the framework, which is difficult though. Right. Like, cause oh, we yeah. talk about business and like some people I talk to are like, I'm in my garage still and I can't keep up with my TikTok, uh, you know, orders, you know, which is a good <laughs> problem to have. But then there's also like the larger than that. I don't even know about that part of, you know, the taxes and yeah, 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 all the things like most people figured out that part's pretty straightforward. Most, you know, secretary of state offices are going to help you, but it also is nice to be able like we have someone who can handle that and therefore you're freed up to do it. Yeah. Things. I mean, it was like having a, it was just having your own personal attorney. You know, we have a staff attorney in house counsel. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. That was what I was like, kind of like, um, <laughs> that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. And um, then I have a writing background right. um, and, uh, and I happen to be the only one of us who has kids and who had been through all those thousands of nights of reading books. Um, right. So I had <laughs> sort of, you know, personal experience in knowing that like rhyming books are catchier and tend to be more popular. And mm-hmm. um, I had the experience of like my kids, like literally just walking down the street, reciting their favorite rhyming mm-hmm. children's book, right. you know, so yeah. Um, 
So we kind of stepped into these roles pretty organically, I would nice. say. That's awesome. Well, yeah. and like I said, I, helps I think I would just add on. I think one of the things I love about our team is that, you know, we all, even though we have our own skill sets, we also have all these like new skill sets that we've learned and we've learned together. And mm-hmm. um, that's something that's been fun. It's like, you know, we didn't ever think, I think that we would publish a book, let alone like try to get it off the ground and then and go through sell the process. It. I was supposed to say productize it. a thing, right? Like productizing yeah. a piece of creative work is hard and then monetize even harder and scaling it. I mean, these are all the, you know, leveling up. And speaking of that, you know, uh, I'm on the site, of course, um, you know, on the shop page, essentially, like you've got the book, but then you have the, the, the bundle, so to speak, which is a book and the stickers. How, how do the stickers play into that? There's two different designs. How do they play with the book or, or are they just, you know, complimentary? Yeah. So there's three. Oh, nice. There's three. There's actually oh. three, three sets. Sweet. Um, and one <laughs> of them, you know, I think the stickers, I think just came as like, um, uh, I think Andrew, you have, you have kids, right? So, you know, like sometimes having like a toy product that accompanies a book is really yeah. fun. Like, you know, like a stuffed animal, um, you know, Elmer, the elephant, you know, right. or, or um, no, stuffies are fun. Yeah. The stuffies that come with the books are yeah. fun. And so we thought, you know, stickers, everybody loves stickers, right? I mean, that's uh it's going to be a boba plushie someday. That would be so fun. I'd it would be so fun. <laughs> I mean, we've um, had a, we've had customers who do plushies. So it's just funny. Cause like oh anything God. can become a doll, right? Like if yeah. you find the, yeah. the supply chain of it, like anyway, you have so many fun icons on these sticker sheets. So they're just great. <laughs> That's yeah. That was the thought was, you know, I mean, some of them look like plushies already. They have little faces. I know. That's know? what I'm saying. I can already so, squeeze it. Um, yeah. We just thought that sticker companion companion, ways and I would call stickers like almost a toy right um are always a popular item to to gift with a book especially when you are giving and we think of our book as like an ideal baby gift really um and so we thought okay stickers with the book and we specifically designed a page that has words like fave and yum yum and want um because it is taking the language of the book is i guess maybe my unasked question i think yes yes um it's designed to be the stickers are kind of designed to be interactive with the Mm -hmm. book in a way like we encourage our um readers to actually put the stickers in the book yeah you know with or on people picture (laughs) yeah yeah on on your notebook their car yeah um Oh gosh, I totally spaced. Um, where we were, you were talking about also, oh, the baby market, so to speak. Like that's a very granular sort of ad segment when you think about it, like to target. Mm-hmm. So, like talking about scaling, talking about getting that word out, because it, you know, even the copy on the description is like great for young readers and families, et cetera. Right. So, like that is is a crucial sort of pipeline to to develop um an audience. Right. Yeah. Um how have you all, cause you will, you got the community thing. Everyone wants to have a newsletter and get people deals and all that stuff, but how, how are, what, what is sort of your thoughts around that? And, and when, where you can take this sort of, you know, next, so to speak, hoping yeah. people keep having babies, obviously, but like, <laughs> you know, you said, OC Orange County has like a, a demographic and, and a base there, but then this is still, again, I mean, we have May, we have AAPI month. Like there's so many times to, to sort of circle through this sort of narrative of your audience targeting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, we know our audience and, you know, we've started with that the last two years we've had, we've been able to do, 
we launched at the end of the first AAPM month in 2021. Mm. So it's actually been a little over a year since we have had the book published and, and ready to go. Yeah. Um, you know, our goal, I think marketing wise, I will say marketing isn't all of our experts, <laughs> but it's something we're new to. And we're in that phase of learning how to do growth marketing, how to kind of get the word out, how to do targeting. Um, but with the, with what we know so far, we found that those seasonal cultural events where it's API awareness month or, you know, uh, lunar new year or things like that are times when we can kind of push it out a little bit school time, but you said the young readers. So it's like, those are like almost, that's almost like, what's the cadence of like from wedding season to baby. Like you have to think of like may, like, you know, the nine months anyway, there's like so many ways to sort of slice and dice the calendar and try to stay relevant across the year too, you know, for, for people. And I think, and I think we have to get to parents, right. We have to get to more parents. And so I think we're still figuring out what are those avenues to do that. Um, And we're learning a lot, right. We just came off having our book um, at a craft fair, right. Where there were a lot of vendors and that was really popular to see people come through. And we had people come through who read our book, who have our book, share our stories. And then we had people come through who had saw the book with kids and they were like, this is something I need for the holidays. And it's a great gifting concept as as Susan was saying. So I think the audience varies. We just have to kind of figure out how to get the word out. We're hoping to, you know, get more um, collaborations done through social media on Instagram. Right. Uh, We'd love to work with more API influencers or just API folks who care about representation and promoting diverse products um, because we, we are that as well. And, and one of the things that, you know, has been really cool for us is we've seen our book, you know, bought from almost all those different States, you can, even yeah, some you can international, see, um, and it's a very diverse demographic, right? Surprisingly, we, we thought maybe, you know, Asian Americans would be our first target, but they haven't been our biggest target. That's actually yet, super right? positive too, right? Like there's yeah. representing for your own community, but then there's representing for your community outward. Too, exactly. Which is kind of neat. I didn't really yeah. think about that way. Yeah. Um, which I think that's actually super positive. Um, oh gosh. So we've kind of talked a little bit about what's next, right? Like you have some some targets and thoughts. Um, now that you've had to go through this in the last couple of years, basically, and and there's been a lot of sort of pandemic era businesses sort of in general on the show. This is sort of pandemic era, but sort of not like, I mean, your relationship probably was pre pandemic, but then mm-hmm. how has that space allowed for that? And you know what? Um, well, I guess the, the way the question I'm trying to ask is like pandemic aside, but also pandemic included, what have you sort of learned in this venture and this, this sort of collaborative group project, right? What would you grade yourself? <laughs> you know, if you had to grade your group project as your, your business, you know what I mean? Well, um, I have no complaints. Like, I think I I would give us an A because I think we had already worked together. Yeah, we we had already worked together previously. So we knew each other. We knew our styles and we're just all very collaborative and um, we communicate really well, I think. Um, Mm, Nice. And we have different lanes. And so, you know, Nathan in his work world will help promote the book in his, you know, with his network. And I have a completely different network. And so I promote the book in my network. And so we have got three, and if you count Christine as well, our illustrator, we got four pretty champions, yeah. Yeah. Four champions and four 
networks. So we co- we can cover a lot just on in terms of like people we personally know. And then yeah. we do need to do better targeting on um, social media. But uh, locally, we have been able to do like um, uh, we've we recently did a book reading at a school and and I was about to say, how's the school outreach? That's a huge component. We're able to kind of combine that with um, like a sales event. So what we do is like promote that we're coming to your school to read our book and we'll sign, we'll sign books. And then the school puts out order forms and, you know, uh, and sends an order form home with every kid. That's awesome. And so that's super really, high touch too. Nice. Like, yeah. You know, it's you high touch. It's local. It's local, yeah. you know, so limited in geography, but. Yeah. But like as an e-commerce brand to have a local presence, that's also positive too. Right. And like, yeah. like you said, Nathan, education is a passion of yours and, and your sort of other part of your life. So therefore it's, it's uh it kind of checks both those boxes. And and I think one thing for us too, right? We we wrote this as a passion project and because we really care. And so we want that person connection, right? And we've had amazing stories. We've, you know, we we encourage people to share if they're comfortable stories of, you know, how this book has impacted their life, right? Nice. For the kids or for their families. Yes. Even send in photos that we can share on our social media if they're comfortable with it. And we've heard some really amazing things, right? I've gotten to meet kids just in passing who've memorized the whole book and have excited to me, right? And it just warms your heart that they're growing up with this stuff that, you know, they can relate to. No, we have their kids, right? That's the generational thing too. And that's like when you make, you know, the gathering and the tea house yep. and all of it, it's like. Exactly. Like we have a parent who picks, who has a kid pick a food every week and then they go try that food and they take the book with them and they like check it off, Ooh, right? Cookbook. So, oh, that'd be so fun. So I think, I think there's a lot of ideas. Oh, that would be yeah. fun. We've, we've thought about this too, like recipe cards or, oh. you know. Um, I think, I think there's ways to get creative for us. So it's fun. just, you know, it's just a matter of it's the stepping stones and we're kind of figuring things out. Yeah. You know, and you have lives that. and you have like, there's so much, <laughs> you know, it, there's so much that goes into all of our own lives. So, I mean, you know, we can yeah. talk ideas all day, but this is, you know, this has been, I think for me too, like a personal creative outlet. I, you know, um, through the pandemic, we started, you know, a few months before and then the pandemic sort of happened. We we're kind of like, what do we do? How do we meet? Right. And we ended up being very adaptive and we met like most of the weekends and we'd like, this was a weekend project. We'd like be creative on zoom for two to three hours. Wow. And then when things started like going back in person, like we could meet in person, we'd meet at parks. Like I remember we got together at a park to look at our first print of yes. the entire book. Right. Wow. We were like, what a moment too, what right? do we need like to change? Yeah. Burned, burned into your memory. Exactly. So it's been, it's been, I think like a fun creative outlet. I think we did really well with the little, you know, structure and also with the, with all the craziness of the pandemic that we yeah. had happen in the last three years. So no, that's a, there's yeah. no real rubric. I'm not asking you to really grade yourself, but like, it's always interesting <laughs> to hear what people have learned and what they pass on too. Right. Cause again, you have strengths, you stay in your lane, you mm-hmm. figure out how to collaborate, but then you also have to like learn new things. And that's always obviously someone like me, I love learning. Um, that's sometimes the, it sounds really corny. I know but like that's sometimes the coolest part of it. Right. So, um, and you have a learning product. So I think that kind of is on brand and on mission as well. Um, 
Well, goodness gracious. We say on the show, you know, every sticker has a story. Today's story, of course, is y'all's. This R is for Rice Companion stickers. I really, you know, appreciate them so much. There's so much possibility with this design and your visual style. So very excited for all of you as you continue your, you know, growth in this space, which is children's publishing, right? Yeah. So, yep. Which is pretty cool. Um, thank you so much for y'all time and, you know, sharing your story with everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks for yeah, asking. Thanks for ask, having us. Yeah. <laughs> this is our first podcast is ours for ice. Well, I, yeah. well, there you go. I wasn't aware. I was, as we were going, <laughs> I thought this was a very seasoned podcast guest here. Um, and I'm sure the audience will say that as well. Speaking of you audience, jkltheouse.com. That's where R is for rice can be found. Um, they are the publishers of R is for rice. And um, I encourage you to check them out and their stickers and all the cool things that will be coming down the pipeline. I, I think there's so many options for y'all. So that is very encouraging. And yeah. Um, excited for you all and it's also available just at rsforrice.com both go to the same place for simplicity right. i was to say there is a r is for the last few things you got r is for rice on instagram uh and and then that will take you right there and they you have that hashtag for share your stories and all that stuff and we love to share stories so i totally can get on board with that um thank you everybody for joining us we'll see you next time and until then be good to each other thank you so much that wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.